0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off the Cup Podcast, episode number 43. 43. Coming at you live from Studio 22 at The Real 22 Studios. And the music ended abruptly. That is awesome, though. It was great. The music is finally (laughs) gone. And we have a ton of stuff to talk about don't forget like share subscribe hopefully the audio is working on the facebook live we haven't done this in a while and uh Mm -hmm. we'll see if it works um a lot of stuff to talk about we've got wait
1: who are you me yes i'm not the guy wearing the off the cup jersey (laughs) how awesome is this absolutely love it this is great and if you want
0: one we can get you one and it'll be here in about two months (laughs) they're about 75 bucks a piece if you want an off the cup jersey awesome dude yeah um, that guy over there
1: uh, I'm, I'm Hoppy that's Hoppy
0: yes and this guy's Hobbs uh, wearing his old school sand Padre jersey that people hated but I seem to like
1: it looks good on you though
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice Um, lots to talk about we've got some Padre stuff talking about Snell the six-man rotation the awesome collision we had this week that resulted yeah. in blood and CT scans Um, <laughs> <laughs> some trades that happened a long time ago uh, some pitchers with foreign substances, uh, some all-star games, and then we're going to finish off talking about how uh, the Padres have played, and most of the league have played, 59 games. Mm-hmm. And so today would be the final game of last season. And right, we'd be looking season. for the playoffs. So the playoffs would start tomorrow if this mm-hmm. was last year. So we're going to talk through that.
1: Yep. But first. First.
0: Dun, 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 dun. That's our sound effects. Blake Snell finally had the game we've been waiting for all year. All they had to do was bring up the triple-A catcher and just put down number ones. Right. Because every curveball basically bounced in front of home plate.
1: Yeah. You know, this for him, he's been talking about, well, he goes, I feel good. Right? I feel good. It looked like he just went and threw the ball. Like he just said, here. I've been working so hard over pitching, and I go five or four and two-thirds, And I'm spent, here, hit my fastball. Prove you can hit my fastball on a regular basis. And they didn't. Yeah, no hitter through
0: six. One hit allowed through seven. Mm -hmm. He threw 100 pitches. 101 pitches. Good for him. The coach has been pulling him out after 50. Um, So he actually threw some strikes. 10 strikeouts, Mm -hmm. only one walk. I think that's the biggest thing. Only one walk. Um this is the guy that the Padres thought they were getting. Yes. All it took was the Mets who bat like 190 as a team.
1: And and there's only a couple guys I know in their lineup. <laughs> they have so many injuries.
0: Yeah. Um, and Lindor has been the guy that's been struggling, but he actually had the first two hits of their team. Yeah. Um, and no, Tommy Pham could not catch that ball. For everybody out here that's saying Tommy Pham should have dove for the ball. No, he charged it and turned it into a triple because he wanted to try to catch it. Right to save the no hitter, he had no business trying to catch that ball in the air.
1: Right, you applaud the effort, yes, but
0: but luckily it didn't cost him the game. So, fam, thank you for you know attempting to save the no hitter, but there was no way him diving for the ball was going to make him catch right. it.
1: Right in game, in game situation, horrible decision for a teammate decision, awesome, awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, great job! <laughs> Tried to save the no hitter. There was no saving that. He's going to lay play.
1: out and you know potentially give up a triple, but yeah. he's going for that no hitter for me. I appreciate yeah, that
0: because they were playing deep because they they didn't want to give up the double. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so so they gave up a lay out, and, but one of the best moments of the game was because of that. Snail, with no outs and a runner on third just mowed him down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's it. Like you get into a a, a killer instinct when it's like okay I gotta go this Snell actually just went out and shoved he said here you go I'm I'm not messing around anymore I'm just if you're gonna hit me hit me and they didn't so you know he's felt great every it, I love his interviews by the way he's so awesome in his interviews uh, but for him just to go out and shove that's gotta feel so good for him right now so good
0: almost as good as Dude, that jersey I love his jersey
1: man <laughs> his jersey's awesome
0: so what Snell did is he might have been able to. He made it so the Padres might be able to use their six-man rotation they tried to use last week, that they couldn't because um, the same pitcher only went like an inning, right? Uh, yeah, and only a
1: couple. you know, we we talked about that. The the idea of a six-man rotation is awesome if you've got guys that can do it. Um, but those pitchers have to go six, seven, in order for a six-man rotation to work with the number of pitches you have in your bullpen. So. The fact that er, right off the bat you're going to Musgrove, um, that well, there's who threw on regular rotation. By the way, it wasn't like he moved up. So um, that instance there, that shows you again how important those five innings of relief Musgrove threw in that game to keep that bullpen fresh. So that was a huge. Everyone's like, "Why is he? He's our next day starter." Blah blah. Yeah, you go into Chicago and get swept. Big deal. Well, they didn't have any
0: pitchers that could pitch. Everybody no, was completely overworked. Yeah.
1: So he actually
0: saved the team and is the reason why they have an opportunity to win these right. games. Right. These guys are fresh
1: now. Yeah. They're all fresh. Right. So. so
0: it kept Snell, you know, kept him on pace on his five games. Mm-hmm. So. Because they had the six man rotation, actually, it actually kind of helped them when they compressed back right. down to five. I, did,
1: I really like when they when they split starters. I, I like the, the four inning starter and the three inning starter.
0: You know, I, I'm actually, because they're allowed to have the 14 pitchers right now that mm-hmm. they have on their roster, which they won't be able to have next year because Major League is going to cap to 13, which means Cronenworth's going to get the pitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because of that, you know, because they had the extra guy, they were able to make this work. but having Weathers and Lamet back to back, I loved it is pretty amazing. That's a, that's and you can a, get like through combo. seven or eight innings because they stretched both of them out in mm-hmm. Chicago. Now, if you put those guys back to back on a start, one of right. them goes five, one goes four, both go four, four and three. Mm-hmm. you know, unless you feel like Lamette can go seven again, why aren't you splitting those guys up? You got hard, you know, left and why right not? side. Two different types of pitchers,
1: yeah, I mean if, if if you start with weathers and he goes four, then you bring in Lamette and he goes three, then you go Pagan uh melanson, there you go, game, why not it 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 works
0: yeah it just it doesn't make sense to go to a six man rotation to me for the simple fact that the pitch pitchers, even though last year was a short season, they're really conditioned for that five man rotation Mm-hmm bless you and and their whole what (laughs) and their whole uh their whole training regimen is built on coming back on that fifth day and so all the routines when you add that extra day it just kind of messes with you a little bit it doesn't mean like you're you can't do it it's just different
1: no yeah you're adding in either another workout or another day's rest maybe you give yourself 2 days rest after a start instead of 1. Yeah, and it, and it
0: happens during the season but it's usually a day off where it's actually a day off yeah, and you don't travel do anything. Like you don't do anything that day. You don't work out, you don't pitch, you don't mm-hmm. you know you actually take a just a rest day. Mm-hmm. But now when you're in the six man rotation and you're in the midst of a, a game set of games of 20 games where there's no days off you can't take a day off right like there isn't a day off you have to go to the field you have to sit in the dugout you have so you're still going to work basically mm-hmm. you're not you're not getting that
1: uh, right you know well the the fact that our starters you know go five or six right now and they're not going you know six seven eight the that recovery time quicker but um, i going back to the Snell, just dealing, going deep into a game. Darvish going deep into a game. You're lengthening out Lamet. You're lengthening out Weathers. Um, you still got Paddock, who threw well, even though in, well. His, in his loss in Chicago, he still went six and was throwing the ball ninety five, ninety seven, which was really good to see. Um, you know, you're you're creating a staff that's going to be very, very difficult. To handle, I still think they're gonna trade for somebody. I still think they're gonna trade for an arm. A starting guy.
0: Yeah, but it's not gonna happen for no, a month. It, right.
1: But I still think they're going to add somebody.
0: It might be it might be another bullpen guy. It might be another closer. <laughs> it's possible. I mean they they seem to really like the 7th, 8th, ninth closer, not have to worry about it type right. of thing. And, well, and with the actually, emergence of, of a Pierce Johnson mm-hmm. and a Tim Hill, you've got guys that can fill that 5th, 6th inning if you right. need to that you don't have and to worry Baez. about. Well, Baez is the guy that can stretch out a little bit if mm-hmm. one of your starters has a bad day. So that well, that he lends towards let's let Lament and Weathers mm-hmm. you know, do their thing.
1: Well, the other part is when you get Pomerantz back that's a huge addition.
0: Yeah, is it a win or is it an if? We haven't heard anything about yeah. it.
1: Now he'll be back. That'll be that'll be like picking up uh, uh you know a trade because he's been gone for so long. But, but he'll the, be fine.
0: Whatever the pitching coaches are feeding their pitchers, yeah. it's working. Yeah.
1: We've gone that's, too.
0: But oh, for the most part at home right now. Yeah,
1: at home um things are pretty good.
0: Yeah, the road 500 on the road is 500 great. on the
1: road Seven fifty on at home and your money.
0: Yeah, you're you're at hundred games. Yep, and, and you're uh, that the that's playoffs. the formula.
1: If you ever want to know, it's five hundred on the road, three out of four at home.
0: And just remember, you know, for all you fans out there of off the cup and Major League Baseball and baseball in general, um, there's not much difference between a seventy win team and a ninety win team.
1: Right. You it's know? it's a bloop here. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, it's a it's an error. It's getting a bunt down or not getting a bunt down. You know, advancing uh, on on a on a ball, being aggressive, every base counts. And one, you're in first place, and the other, you're picking high in the draft.
0: Well, that's a really <clears throat> a really nice note there. Um, let me get on the microphone. Uh, the other day, everybody went crazy because Tatis scored on a wild pitch. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do, and I think people forget that in Major League Baseball, the the guys just don't do it. Like, yeah. you don't get those really aggressive leads. Because they're afraid of getting backpicked, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's easier to just not do it, not take that base on the wild pitch, not see the ball going into the dirt and just going, mm-hmm. because they're assuming that the catcher's going to make an amazing play when you know seven out of ten times they don't.
1: Right, but they they side on the uh, was it the uh, you're going to be cautious at third base because you're you're ninety feet from scoring you're right now with a major league hitter up at the plate. You go and you, you 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 press it and put pressure on the defense. Nine times out of ten, they're going to make that play. You're going to be out at home. Now, Tatis is so aggressive on the bases; he put himself in a position to do that.
0: Yeah, but you're not even seeing it on the other bases that much, right? You, like, as a as a coach, as of younger players, you teach them. You see the ball; you, it's going to bounce. You just take. You yeah, go. downward
1: angle. You go. You go.
0: Like, even if they feel it cleanly, nine yeah. times out of 10, they can't throw you out if you know you're going. Right. But at the major league level, you don't get that. You get uh, that guy probably going to make the play and I'm going to get hosed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they don't do it. So to see somebody do it is really exciting. Mm-hmm. But in reality, a lot more players could be doing it as well. They just are making a choice not to.
1: Right. And that's that's all because, again, you're at third base already. a a ground ball, a base that you're going to score, you go and take a chance on that.
0: Unless Cronenworth's playing halfway and then you're out at the plate. Yeah. (laughs) So in the aggressiveness department, we're going to move to something else that happened. Mm -hmm. This little uh, blooper in the left field where the shortstop decided to run out, you know, 60 yards (laughs) into the outfield. Not quite that far. And uh, the left fielder was running in full speed trying to call him off and Mm -hmm. somehow they managed to collide. Uh, this is Hassan Kim and Tommy Pham, and Tommy Pham um, was not very happy. He didn't like it. He didn't like <laughs> he it. He wasn't very happy about it. Kim got up and turned the double play, and then... Which um, is amazing.
1: Um, and then just was out cold. Yeah. So if you're wondering whose fault was this, because somebody's got to be wrong. when yes. Whenever two players collide, somebody messed up. I know whose fault it is. I know whose fault it is. Okay. You go ahead. Well, it was Kim. Yeah. It was Kim's fault. And the reason why is because the outfielder has priority over infield. The outfielder is coming forward, sees the ball in front of him. The infielder is going back and has to turn and track. Now, obviously, there was a language barrier that was mentioned. That was mentioned um, from the coaching staff. And how many times has Kim been a short and Fan been a left? At least one. At least one but not very often. So they're not used to how far can Kim come out and how much does Fam come in. And when you combine all that, you're getting a collision. And right. that and and what Fam was so upset about was he's got to know that's my ball.
0: Right, cuz it was pretty routine. Yeah. I mean <laughs> right. it was
1: a, it was a soft soft flare liner.
0: Right. If you know where your outfielders playing, you know that's their ball.
1: Right. And the thing is is he's trying to be aggressive. Kim's being aggressive. Oh, he, like,
0: he went so hard for yeah, the he, ball.
1: Yeah, he when they made a, he was in a full sprint trying right. to make that catch. Um, do you applaud the effort? However, that's where your priorities come in. Fielding priorities. So um Fam can handle it different, but Fam Fam is an aggressive guy. And he was mad that the baseball play wasn't made right. Yeah, you got a double play out of it. He doesn't care about that. He cares about in the future. I don't want to get hit in the face. I don't want to get stitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've already got stitches this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need stitches again. And um, so I'm, I'm, I know that they hugged it out and whatever later on. But in that moment, yeah, you're you're ticked off because that's my ball. Easily. You know? Easy,
0: easily, my ball. Yes, I was coming forward, but that's there's no question that right. that's the left fielder's routine catch fly ball out.
1: Yeah, not right. not not so much routine. He I mean, that that wasn't have to dive. No, no,
0: it, he was standing straight up and running through the yeah. ball at at a a decent pace, but not so much that right. You know, that, that it was for a major league player. That's a routine fly ball. Yeah,
1: he's going to make that play. Yeah. So, again, applaud the effort. Uh for, for Kim, but gotta know the priorities.
0: Gotta know the priorities. But if you notice the next day when there was a pop-up and Kim was going to get it and he called it everybody <laughs> scattered. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody was within twenty yards of him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well Yeah. You know he's gonna get a nickname for it somehow. There's like, something going on. Like wrecking ball or something. <laughs>
0: So um, yesterday was the five-year anniversary of a trade that brought us the 30-bazillion-dollar man that plays shortstop Mm for the Padres and makes an error every game. His name is uh, Fernando Tatis Jr.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that was subtle. That was subtle.
0: (laughs) That's okay. He's still a young guy learning how to play. Yes, yes. and and he makes up for it with the bat. And the pitchers may not like it because they have to throw an extra six or seven pitches or more every bat every inning that he makes an error. But that's that's another thing. Um, <laughs> but five years ago to the day yesterday, which was yesterday, um, there was a trade. And the Padres sent James Shields and a whole bunch of cash to the mm-hmm. White Sox. Bunch of money. For a pitcher named Eric Johnson and a really skinny little six-foot-tall Seventeen-year-old shortstop named Fernando Tatis Jr., who everybody knew was going to be a pretty good player.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I mean, they figured he'd make it to the major leagues.
1: He'd be all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying great last name.
0: Nobody knew he was going to be a superstar. I no. think everybody thought that he had the tools to make it to the major leagues.
1: Right. He had the you know MLB DNA with his dad, who was a beast.
0: Yeah. So they probably figured. In five or six years when he's twenty three years old, twenty two mm-hmm. years old, he might be able to come in and be a like a hands guy on defense. Yeah. And maybe hit two you know,
1: super utility guy. Who but, knows? But had tons of potential. Yeah.
0: But nobody thought he would grow into a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound
1: absolute stud.
0: Yeah. That became more <laughs> athletic and had such a great attitude.
1: Yeah. So uh give it up to the advanced scouts in the minor leagues. Great job, Padres.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe they should have just signed him in advance and then they could have kept James Shields.
1: Yeah, he signed for seven hundred thousand dollars as as a sixteen year old.
0: Pretty good investment.
1: That's pretty damn good. And now he makes a lot more than that.
0: Like twelve dollars?
1: <laughs> Three hundred and forty <laughs> million. Oh million. Yeah. Nice oh. trade. Yeah, that was a good deal. But it, everyone's freaking out. Oh, James Shields was the dude. Yeah, he was a dude, you know. Um, and they were making that run. He was a vital piece that they wanted because he was he was the Padres weren't doing so hot, and you got James Shields on your roster. That that's why we gave up as much money as we did um, because the payroll was killing it. Yeah, this is where these trades happen sometimes, right? So you need that that one extra guy to think you put you
0: over the top to get you into the playoffs or to win a world series mm-hmm. and my favorite one of these ever is uh the Larry Anderson Jeff Bagwell deal. Mm. That's that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bagwell turned into a Hall of Famer, Larry Anderson was there.
1: He, he was a, he was a veteran presence for a while after that and and you know, solid, but you trade a guy who for you know, a playoff run and you give up a future Hall of Famer.
0: Could you imagine if Bagwell turned into the same player he was in Houston in Boston? Ooh. And the Green Monster. And Ooh. I believe they could have had like Mo Vaughn and Bagwell DHing and playing first base. Yeah. Well, together. Bag.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing as if you say, Let, let's go and get all the Padre trades and put a yeah, team together.
0: Right. And, and, there's no guarantee that if Bagwell would have stayed in Boston, he would have turned into the same player, right? right. Because situations, any little change in a situation can change right. exactly what happens, you know? But if he could have become that player with the green monster, mm. hitting those fly balls,
1: imagine all those games against the Yankees would have been amazing. Yeah.
0: But it never happened because he went to Houston, paired up with Biggio and, you know, mm-hmm. Bell.
1: Had a, yeah. Had a great career. Yeah. Solid lineup in Houston.
0: Oh, something crazy happened over something. this week. The MLB decided they're going to crack down on pitchers that are using foreign substances. Did you know that was <laughs> illegal? Because I didn't. I obviously didn't know it was illegal. Because MLB is going to crack down on it. Remember when they cracked down on it before the season? Yes. And and then nothing happened. And now they're
1: <laughs> cracking down on it again. They're, they're doubling down on their crack. Um, <laughs> it, they gave a rosin bag. Right? So that you could get better texture. And then you sweat. So then you sweat and then you put a substance of the rosin on the ball and all of a sudden you got really good grip. Um when they changed the ball and made the seams higher, that's why breaking balls are ungodly this year. Oh did you watch the game last night? Did you see at the end with Familia was
0: pitching? No. He was throwing a ninety seven mile an hour sinker yeah. that was moving like ten inches. Yeah, good luck. Well, he couldn't throw up for a strike. He couldn't that's throw one for a strike, that's one of the reasons why they scored, but
1: uh yeah, the the movement on these pitches this year. You're like, this is turning into like advanced wiffle ball. Exactly. You stole the words right out of my mouth. I had to. Um it's it's crazy how much the ball moves this year. And you want how did he swing at that? Well, because at almost home plate the ball's straight. Yeah. And then, phew. It's going to go off and sink and run or whatever. It's crazy. Now, as hard as they're throwing, I want that pitcher to f- have full control of that ball. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you, whatever you got to put on it so that you don't drill me in the face. <laughs> Pilar looks it, good. I, yeah. Did you see his soft shell helmet he wears in the outfield? No. It looks awkward. Oh, well, perfect. But it's like a hollowed out soft whatever headgear. Okay. I, I he doesn't wear it attention. when he hits, which is kind of the point why he has to wear it. But in the outfield I think he wears it to, so if he dives or whatever okay. or runs into somebody. Yeah. But... He doesn't have Kim no. playing short. Um, I mean, was it Donaldson? Goes, I'm just going to write you up a, a list of guys that are doctoring the ball. And I think that's where... It, no, we don't need names. Uh, we're going to crack down on it. Mob. we're going to do it. So that names don't get out and, and things don't get crazy. Because this could blow up, just like the not like the steroid thing.
0: Well, no. I mean, they already cracked down and fired the guy from the Angels that was giving all the pitchers all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Every time they, they came to town, he gave the mm-hmm. stuff out to the pitchers so they could have their little stash to make their ball do whatever they wanted to do you can't just go get a piece of pine tar and put it on your shirt anymore and then you know right nobody wants to do that they want their specialized stuff well you know what just throw the dang ball
1: i want to hit it like i said i don't care what you got as long as you throw it where you want to throw it and not hit me because you're throwing 100
0: yeah i mean if i take a look at mark melanson for the padres watching him pitch the biggest reason why he's being well i'm not going to say that one of the reasons why he's being so successful, his he's throwing his breaking ball at the same trajectory of mm-hmm. his fastball, mm-hmm. and you can't tell the difference until it hits the right. dirt. Right.
1: Right. His, his curveball's t- never a strike. He tunnels his pitch as well.
0: Yeah, he, his curveball's never a strike. He's just hoping you swing at it because you think it's a fastball. Right. Yep. Period. And because it's moving so much down at the last second, mm-hmm. you have, you have no chance. Yeah,
1: I love the overlay, uh, especially of a uh, Darvish. All his pitches, like three quarters away, all look the same. All of a sudden, it goes, and you've got five different locations. So, um, having that tunnel for Melanson, because he, like he doesn't throw, it's ninety-three, know. yeah, ninety-three with a with a split and a curve.
0: That would have been a pretty amazing fastball twenty-three years ago,
1: right? I would have got you drafted.
0: You <laughs> would have been one of the hardest throwers, hardest in throwers in
1: the league. Yeah.
0: But, you know, they, they showed a great graphic of Lucchese in his fastball and his churve and how his arm slot was the same all the way through.
1: Yeah. Hey, we got some uh, people showing up on, the, uh, oh, on got, the on the live.
0: Got some questions rolling? Yeah, or we what? got
1: Tucker in there. What's up, Tuck?
0: And we got any questions rolling or no? Yeah, I don't know.
1: We'll see if we got any questions going. So, What's up, early.
0: So lots of stuff going on with the pitchers and the crackdown. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take you into a little bit different space. Ooh, are you okay?
1: Sure, why not? I think the because, coffee's kicked in because
0: your jersey looks so amazing. This jersey's sick.
1: Check that out. See that? It's so awesome.
0: Yeah. So if you see us at the games and we're wearing our jerseys, uh, feel free to come oh, up hell and say yeah. hi. And uh, oh hell yeah. yeah, I'm
1: wearing this at my next Padre game. Guarantee it. <laughs> say
0: hi to us. Uh, we'll chat about. Just chat go about cup check cup as check. loud <laughs> as you can <laughs> in the stadium. Yes, please do. Cup check. Cup check. Cup check. Um. We're going we're gonna to switch gears. We're going to talk a little bit about the All-Star Game. All-Star Game, yeah. Um, the voting has started digitally. Digitally. Digitally voting. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, I want to go back to the time where you had to sit in the stands. And yes, a that thing. was so
1: fun. Yeah, that was pretty fun. When I was 12.
0: Uh, were you ever 12?
1: <laughs> yes, I think it stayed there.
0: So should there still be a Midsummer Classic? Should there still be an All-Star Game? Do you think that there is any benefit to the All-Star game, the Home Run Derby, that type
1: of thing? Does, um, does
0: it have to be in the middle of the season?
1: Well, I think it, for the inter- entertainment value, I think you still have it. it is, it's tradition, right? You got the Home Run Derby, and then you got the game. Um, it was really it was a halfway point to give guys a week and a half off, right? Yeah, now um, you have like four days. Yeah, now it's like pretty fast. And those guys got to run around. So, I mean, if you make an all-star, I mean, people are adjusting pitching staff so that they can throw in the all-star game. Um, for clubs, having your jersey in the all-star game that everybody watches is oh, that's good marketing. Funny. Yeah, it's money. Also, for your future Hall of Famer, well, you want those all-star bids. Yeah, but. 16-time all-star, 12-time all-star. Pete
0: Rose isn't running over the catcher in these all-star games.
1: I understand that. I know they're not playing "quote unquote" as hard. They, you know, they're not pushing it to the level. I mean, they're throwing and they're hitting, and they're, you know, might steal a base if they're fast. Um, might make a a, a decent play, uh, but no, they're not trying to take the guy at second. They're not trying to brush back the pitcher and set him up, and they're not taking out catchers. But I think for entertainment value and how much money that uh, generates for the league. Uh, I I like it. Okay. I think it's kind of cool to see an infield with this stud, this stud, this stud, this stud, and go, wow! Could you imagine? Yeah. You know.
0: I, I hear you, and and I have a proposal to replace the All Star Game. We'll talk about in a second. Ooh. And I, I'm I'm kind of with you on the All Star Game, and the it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that makes all the errors play shortstop, and next, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And he'll be next to probably Nolan Arenado, who might will probably win the vote because more people in St. Louis will yeah. vote, and so they'll play next to each other. But who really should decide who makes the game? So the is should it be a popularity contest by the fans because that's who they want to see, or should it be the best player at that point in the season for each one of those positions? And how do you decide who's the best? Because people bring different things to the table.
1: Um. I think you almost have to have two votes to if we're gonna really pick the all star. If we're really gonna pick the all star, I think your players and managers have to pick it. If you, if
0: but that that takes away from the reason why you thought we should have an all star game is so that the fans the can entertainment see. value yeah because yeah. if you're going strictly on entertainment value. 100% let the fans pick the whole team, even the pitching staff, whatever. Mm. Right. Because those are the people that they want to see play. Oh, I know. I get it. But but they're not necessarily the all stars of that season. Correct.
1: I mean, there's some guys that make the all star team because, regardless of stats, because, you know. No, it's Ozzie he's Ozzie a, Smith. Yeah, yeah, be, okay. he's Ozzie Smith should be the best.
0: Ozzie Smith and Cal Ripken should be in the all star game every year, whether they're batting the 130 which, or
1: 350, which they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but then I mean, what if one day they just go, "Hey, we really like so and so, and he's the fourth outfielder." You know, who's the who's the the one dude from Toronto who does the awesome interviews? What if everybody just were voting for him? He's and he's getting, he's hitting one ninety. You know, that's not to me. That's not an all star. I think you let your players pick the starters, and then the fans the fans vote and then once everything's done whoever's left then that goes to a fan vote i that's i mean that's my all-star team that's my best players that's the the, the record i'm going to take hopefully to my hall of fame ballot is this is what i did
0: man yeah, the players voted me in as all-star 17 times yes or four times yes
1: that's that's how i see it
0: yeah and i, I I can get that. I well, and, and
1: my well, minor leagues, minor leagues. That's not a fan vote,
0: right? But I, on the pitcher side, the there are pitchers that don't make the game because they can't pitch in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Because well, they still get voted, and then they you know say, "Hey, I threw the day before," you know, and they they pick an alternate, which is fine. I mean, I, I totally but get I that. I mean,
0: the when the manager picks the rest of the pitchers, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes there's guys that would have made the game. If they hadn't pitched the day before mm-hmm. or two days before, yeah. and and that that's that kind of right. sucks.
1: Now I I don't know, and I'm gonna have to check on this, and I, and I apologize for not researching this, but it doesn't matter who wins, who gets home field, right? Not anymore. I not agree. anymore. Well, because remember, they were there yeah. were teams that were holding off starters uh, on the the game before, going, no, 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 you need to pitch. Because we're a playoff team, and I need for you to help us win to get home field advantage. Yeah. I mean, so the, they tried to put some some uh, bite to it, and um, it didn't work. Yeah. King Caminetti.
0: It didn't work. So I have an alternate proposal for the midseason. To, Uh-oh. All right? Okay. So a lot of people in this world do Globally. other sports yes. than baseball. So baseball is purely an American sport driven by money, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Let's just be honest. Right. The owners always, their goal was to always make money. That's why it's a closed uh, system. There's no chance for anybody to come into it unless the owners approve it, mm-hmm. right? So you could be the biggest billionaire on the planet, the base, biggest baseball fan in the world and ready to put in a trillion dollars into Major League Baseball, but the other owners don't like you and they can keep you from... Right. It. So... If this was another sport in another country, there would probably be other opportunities for teams to play in something other than one season and one playoff season. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, what I was thinking, let's take a couple of weeks off in the middle of the season, like pause. Mm-hmm. Let's take three different levels of teams. So you got the top, you know, thirty-three percent, the middle thirty-three percent, the bottom thirty-three percent, and let's play a tournament right of those teams it could be a single elimination double elimination tournament and the winner of each one of those season of those tournaments mm-hmm. gets a wild card guaranteed to get a wild card spot in the playoffs hmm. so the Kansas City Royals if they're having a bad year they get hot in the middle of the season they win this tournament they're guaranteed a playoff spot for for a one game chance to get into a seven game or a five game series hmm. and so now the fans can rally around their team in the middle of the season, whether they're having a good year or a bad. And and then if that team that was struggling wins that bottom third playoff spot, then they're guaranteed a wild card game. And then their fans are in that season no like, matter hey, what. we
1: suck, but we won that tournament, so we're in.
0: We're in, and now we're building our team for this opportunity to play this one game playoff right. against the no, the number one seed in the I wild card to to go and. And if you think the All-Star game brings in money, could you mm-hmm. imagine how much money three championship games of a tournament could bring in right. in the
1: middle of that season? No, and this model is actually um, in college summer ball. It, when um, I was coaching with the the Stars, you have tournaments, and if you win that tournament, you get a bid to Wichita. Guaranteed, you could be over for the season. You win that tournament, you're going to Wichita. So that that model works and it's kind of cool from an organizational standpoint of, okay, look, we already know where we're going. So how do I make my club better? How do I stay healthy? And then, you know, so that, 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 that could work because like I said, that, that model works in summer ball. Um, and that's Wichita's way of getting more teams involved in the playoff, which generates more money. Of course. So, um, it could work. well, the way i look
0: at it is it's going to engage those fan bases of the teams that maybe haven't been doing as well mm-hmm. at, in the middle of the season with an opportunity to win a berth and even in the middle right so you got those teams in the middle um that they're not quite there but they are there and and the fans don't know whether to buy in or not and it right. gives them a chance to play some really meaningful yeah, games do, in the Yeah you middle, could you could do like a
1: divisional a divisional round robin like two-game series, two-game series, uh, mm-hmm. and, and do that, and that's like your your quarterly tournament. Right. Yeah. You could. You could. I, d- I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to adjust your schedule. Maybe, well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe you go to 144 for a regular season, but you have your your mid-season divisional bid tournament.
0: Something like that.
1: Very technical name, but yeah, I mean that that would be cool. You could do your, your first half, second half, or maybe champion.
0: Maybe the teams that are in the top half that have already are qualifying for a playoff, but they don't have to play. They can actually take the two weeks off while those other teams play for a so playoff. So your
1: first break. place team, if you, I mean, yeah, just, you're gonna have uh, yeah. If you're gonna do that, I think it's either either just a, a first half like 81 games, first half champion, second half champion, or if you did a did a tournament. <clears throat> Um, you could could do that. I mean, as
0: long as Major League Baseball is trying to screw up everything with all these crazy, Mm -hmm. stupid rules they're trying to invent Mm -hmm. to make the game more exciting, if you want to make the game more exciting, put some more meaningful games into the season with more opportunities for teams to make the playoffs. Because where do you make your money? You make your money at the All-Star game. You make your money in the playoffs.
1: Yep, in television. And so if the more so games the means that people watch. Yep. The more
0: games that matter people watch and get rid of the runner on second in extra innings, please.
1: Yeah, you know uh, we talked about that I really wish we would just have a run on first. If you're going to do anything, put them on first. Make them bunt. Make them do make them go and hit and run. It'll bring back small ball. Well, even worse when you get to the 11th, I guess, they put
0: runners on first and second. Why? Why would you put runners on first and second? It's Are they easier doing that to now? It, it's easier to get the outs when there is a force play than not. Just leave the runner on second.
1: Yeah, either I, I or put the runner on third. For for me, runner at first or nobody. I I, I you know yeah. It's How great. about
0: nobody? And yeah. and while I'm on a tangent and just <clears> rolling, rolling, get rid of the freaking seven inning doubleheaders.
1: Yeah, I I don't like that. I don't like the the seven innings. I honestly, you need a DH and you go back to regular. Oh, we don't like the 15, 16 inning game. Okay, how about this? In the 15th inning, we put a runner a second. I always said the 12th because you're already, you're one more time through the lineup, right? I didn't 12th inning or 13th, the unlucky 13. Now we put a runner on. I don't know. I, I don't want to get away from get away from tradition too much.
0: It's not even about tradition. Teams come back and win games in the eighth and ninth inning. Mm-hmm. So if you end a game at seven, you took two innings away from them to win a yeah. game. Yeah, I'm not a big fan it's of the, not, the seven double. It's not the same. Because if my team has five seven-inning doubleheaders, is it fair to your team that has none? Yeah. Well, my, mm. pl- I mean, you could argue that your players could end up more fresh. You get an extra player for all those doubleheaders, too. yeah. And you have to play less innings. Yeah. For the no, whole season. I,
1: I, again, if we're playing, you know, captain compromise here, your first game's a nine, your second game's a seven. You know, if... It, it's, I don't know. I really don't understand why we did it in the first place. I don't know why we put a runner in second. I don't know why we do 7 inning double doubleheaders. They
0: did it because of last year in COVID, and they knew they were going to have to play a whole bunch of games in a truncated season,
1: but there was no
0: reason to keep it to bring it back for this yeah. year.
1: If anything, you should have just kept the DH. And got rid of all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we've talked about why they're not going back to the DH. Yeah.
1: Hey, good morning, Donnie, on Facebook Live there. Hey, baby, Cop check.
0: check. Yeah. All right. So we we briefly hit on this earlier in the podcast and Facebook Live. Um, <laughs> today would be the 60th day of the season for a lot of baseball teams. Yeah. All right. So. We're going to take a look at the standings. Yeah. 60 games in.
1: Padres 2021.
0: First place in the AL East and going directly to the playoffs
1: would be the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays.
0: First place in the AL Central and going directly to the playoffs is the Chicago White Sox. Southside. Didn't see that coming. No. In the AL West. First place. Oakland Athletics. Okay. Now. In both of the Rays and the Red Sox race and the Athletics and Astros race, there's a one-game separation. So today's game, which would be game 60, mm-hmm. that could result Huge in a games. It's a big Huge games. Huge games. Last game of the season today.
1: Last game of the season. Can't hold anything back. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be focused. Could could make a decision. So that Dan Fouts quote:
0: the, <laughs> "The NL East, the Mets are the runaway winners, with the uh, Braves sitting in second place. So uh, the Mets are going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are one game up on the Brewers. Okay, and the Giants are one game up on the Padres, but two in the lost column. So they because not everybody has to play sixty games because it was a COVID year last COVID. year. The Giants would have taken first place.
1: Padres the." Wall wild card
0: so now we move over to the wild card standings mm-hmm. you have in the American League Boston up two games in the wild card so they're in and then you have Houston up one game on Cleveland oh, that's a good series that could turn into a tie and now you have the Yankees one and a half back and Kansas City two back mm. didn't quite make it
1: didn't quite make it
0: and Baltimore is 12 back in case you were wondering of the wild card they're
1: still rebuilding okay I love that coaching staff, by the way.
0: So the number one wild card in the National League is the Padres. So they're going; they're making their mm-hmm. World Series run.
1: The Fathers, yes. The, the Padres.
0: <laughs> the Dodgers are the wild card. So you have three uh, teams from the West battling it out again. again. And where did the Giants come from? <laughs> San Francisco is the answer. I was going to say San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee's three back, so they didn't make the playoffs, mm. and Arizona. It's 15 games out of the wild card because the wild card teams have the best records in the ba- in the game with 36 and 34 wins wow. apiece.
1: God, what's going on in Arizona? That's a rough uh, Bob deal. Bob
0: Brenly. That's yeah. a
1: rough deal down there.
0: Hmm. He needs to stop announcing games. Oh, God. <laughs> so just just to recap, the top, the number one, 2 and 3 record in the National League are all in the West.
1: Yeah, it's 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 tough to play in the West right now.
0: And that and they have a 2 game lead over the Cubs who have the fourth best record in the game. Wow.
1: Yeah, well, thank you Dodgers because you made our ownership go screw it. I'm opening up my checkbook. Let's go. Appreciate it.
0: All right, you know what time it is? It's time for Hoppy's last word. I gave you a whole week to think about your last oh, word for this man. time. Okay, give it to me. Give it to I me. Give actually, it to me. Give it to okay. me. Give it to me. Okay, is it me. a word or words?
1: Okay, I'm gonna give. Could you, be a Hoppy story. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a just stress, stress, and and I'm more thinking of the high school athlete right now. Um, we're we're first week of June. You've got schools ending you've got sports ending you got summer ball starting up you've got i'm going off to college i'm i'm not uh, what am i going to do you've got a bunch of stress um you know i'm chasing records i'm chasing playing time i'm chasing what college i want to go to
0: uh-huh.
1: i don't i've tried everything and i don't have anything set up yet stress guys it's and ladies, stress is self-inflicted. We bring that on ourselves. Nobody can make me feel stressed. Mm-hmm. Are, are you playing music? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not going to be able to focus if you do that very much longer. Um, but' I, I've see, I see it on a daily basis when I'm doing lessons and and I'm, I'm talking to some athletes. There's so much stress, but I, I want to put it back on you and, and, and tell you, look, one, you're going to be okay. Two, you're bringing, you're allowing the situation to put stress on you. And what's the difference between this athlete and this athlete? This athlete says, okay, I'm not going to let this waste my energy on it. I'm just going to focus on it. And this athlete here, understand you're going to be okay. Uh, You you know, we've talked about it, but look, you're going to get through it. And the thing is, is the difference between this one and this one is this one's already had to deal with stress before and understood, Hey, what am I doing? Just be me. Just, just play my game. Just work on my things and not let the, the, we need to tunnel it and, and focus on it because I've, I've had to deal with a couple athletes we're half my lesson. We're just talking, because all this stuff and I got this and this and this, and I'm struggling and I'm pressing. Okay, well you're you're bringing all that stress on you. Slow down, okay. You're gonna be fine. You're still you. You're gonna be great. <sighs> no stress.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure about baseball and softball, but at least I know in soccer they finally June 1st allowed the coaches to talk to players again for the recruitment process. So that has added a lot of stress to a mm-hmm. lot of people because it's been over a year and there's a lot of kids that weren't able to talk to college or weren't able to be seen by colleges and get offers by colleges mm-hmm. and do things like that. So, and it's all piling on a couple of different years all at once. Mm-hmm. You know? So the O fours and the O fives are all being recruited at the same time, in right. one Giant puddle. So, it's okay, guys. You can get through it. Um, yeah. It is what you make of it. And yeah. Just have fun with it.
1: It's a six-foot sandwich. It's a six-foot sandwich. Can you eat a six-foot fin- sandwich? Well, no. I'm well, sure you can. Just cut it into like two-inch sections. I'll eat that thing in 10
0: minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, just... Slow down.
0: Is it from Togo's on the way to the? Oh my god, Togo's so good. On the way to Jack Murphy Stadium back, you know, fifteen years ago. there's no
1: stadium anymore.
0: Yeah, and now you're not even allowed to bring in food into Petco Park anymore. That's brutal. And then the food's like seventy-five (laughs) dollars.
1: Yeah. So, all right. I appreciate that, and I'm glad you, because this is this is tough. Parents, understand your kids. You know, talk to them. Just let them know it's going to be all right. Because it might. No stress. Because it might, it might. <laughs>
0: hey, the world's a tough place, man. It is.
1: All right. So,
0: what time does that make it? Don't uh, do it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I I guess it's time to sign off.
0: Oh, I was having so much fun
1: <laughs> with that one, there, folks. <laughs> We're out of here.
0: Woo! <laughs> Don't forget to turn off the video.
1: Hope you liked it.
0: Hope you enjoyed the show.